Joining us for a special episode of Preble Hall Naval History Podcast is Captain Tal Manville, United States Navy, retired, United States Naval Academy, class of 1972. He's also the first program manager of what became the USS Ford aircraft carrier. Tal, welcome back to Preble Hall. You're a good friend of the museum, and I appreciate your time this morning. Well, good morning. Good to be here. Now, this is an anniversary of sorts. This is June 30th as we record this. It's the anniversary of a court case called Anderson v. Laird. Could you explain what Anderson, Anderson v. Laird is? It was basically, it was to tell that a lower court decided that mandatory chapel was not infringing upon the rights of the midshipmen. But then it got appealed by three midshipmen, uh, three cadets, and I think two Air Force cadets. And that was taken up to the Supreme Court. And they said, no, they're... Uh, mandatory chapel is in violation of uh, Section 6, Clause 3. No religious tests will ever be required. And so um, the, uh, the, the Naval Academy uh, f- following that, so that, was, so that was in the summertime when there wasn't class. So that fall, they had to provide an alternative to, uh, to mandatory chapel. Major Albans from the, I believe, of the history department stepped up courageously and uh, provided that classroom. But in order to get to that uh, alternative, I had to go in and see the uh, the chaplain. I was a Catholic at the time. I am no longer. And uh, I had to go in to see and ask for permission to leave uh, to leave it. And uh, when I walked in there, I was called in by Lieutenant Commander John J. O'Connor, who later became a Cardinal, Chief of uh, Navy Chaplains, and then a Cardinal. Uh, Lieutenant Commander O'Connor called me in without looking at me, read at my uh, request chit that I wanted to go to the alternative class. And he then said, Midshipman Manville, I consider this uh, leaving chapel to be immoral. Therefore, I consider you to be immoral. Therefore, I disapprove this chit. Then he looked up at me. It was the first time he set his eyes on me. Then he looked up at me and he handed, he handed the chit to me and he said, what do you think about that, Midshipman Manville? And I said with great vigor, I think that sucks, sir. Out then came a Form 2 that then wrote me up uh, for 35 demerits for disrespect to a senior officer. And he looked up, he handed it to me, and he said, what do you think about that, Midshipman Manville? And I said, I get it, sir. I get it. So I then went around next door to the uh, Protestant chaplain, who I think was aware of this because there was a, a lot of us mids in requesting to get out of it. And so I, I went to this, the Protestant chaplain. I said, sir, would you please sign this? And so he goes, sure, I'll sign it. So I signed it, and then I started going to this uh, uh, morals and ethics class run by Major Albans. But what I did not know, that by uh, signing this, the Naval Academy then set up what they called, and you'll never find the record of it anymore because of, of, of what occurred, a moral fitness board. And for, for all of those who requested to get out of chapel, we're now being reviewed for moral fitness. And so on the evening that occurred, it was the company officers uh, and, and uh, 
Chaplain O'Connor sitting at a, at a table, I was called in with my company officer. Now my company officer said, now listen, Mandel, let me do the talking. So I walked into this and this was in the evening. Okay. It was, it was like, uh, it was, it was after evening mail and I had to be in service dress blues and I came in and I walked in. Now, just before that though, when I found out about this, I had been in a class of, um, with uh, philosophy where we had just reviewed John Locke and the, uh, and because of this uh, turmoil that was going on, uh, John Locke's uh, ideas about the separation of church and state. And he then pointed to, uh, and this was Professor Johnson of the, uh, of, he was in the philosophy department that was in, in the humanities. And he said, just, and he pointed out, just go to Article 6, Clause 4, and, and say, no religious test will ever be required. And he gave me a little booklet of the Constitution, which I brought with him. So when I went into the room, and I think I was the, I was the last midshipman. And um, when I went in there, I noticed that there were the, were the, the battalion officers. Uh, the uh, third battalion officer was at the head of the table. But there was also a, a Navy captain, submariner, who was a four-striper. And I remember seeing the four-stripes because he had his, he had his uh, arms on the table. And he, he was coming aboard. He was not yet the... Uh, the new battalion officer of, of the battalion he was at. So there were more than six people at the table, but also sitting in the corner was Admiral Calvert's, the superintendent's JAG officer sitting back there. I walk in and the first thing, third battalion officer who was at the head of the, the board, and it was interesting, they put a, a green uh, cloth, tablecloth over it. And I heard about this uh, in that a green, uh, cloth represents an official legal naval gathering. So, and I went, okay. And he goes, he said, Midshipman Manville, his first question to me was, are you an atheist? And, and I, and I looked at uh, my company officer said, he'll do all the talking. And he just kind of hits me and says, answer. So I said, okay. Yeah. He said, yes, sir. I am an atheist. Well, no, the, no, the first thing he said, though, no, he said, he asked me if I was a communist. And my company officer elbowed me and said, I'll answer that. He's to the right of Attila the Hun. <laughs> I looked at him and I go, okay. Then the second question was, are you an atheist? And I said, yes, sir, I am. And then uh, uh, I think it's the, uh, the, uh, that officer pounded the table and said, I'll have no atheists in my Navy. At which point I went, ha oh. ha. So I started to reach in, I pulled out the, the copy and I kind of showed it that I was going to that. Well, the Navy captain who was that submariner who was new, immediately said, get him out of here. Get that sea lawyer out of here now, now. And I look and I go, wait a minute. And, they, and my company officer starts pushing me out. And, and so that Navy captain kind of took over the took over the meeting. Well, I got pushed out and I was told, go back to your room. And I said, I'm not going to get a chance to defend myself. He goes, you got him. Just get out of here. So I went back to my room and an hour and a half later, I was told to still stay in service dress. In came in 
my company officer with two pieces of paper and the Admiral's JAG officer. And he sits down and he says, okay, you have two pieces of paper here to sign. Now I got fried for 35 demerits and I had already marched off five of those demerits by the chaplain. The first one was uh, that I was absolved of my uh, frying of, and I didn't have to march off the remaining 35 or the 30 demerits that required, you, you, if you march for an hour, you uh, out, in, out in, the, in the back court of uh, Bancroft Hall, you got five demerits off. So I did that for one Saturday and now I had to do five more Saturdays to march off the, the, the remaining 30 demerits. But now I was being exonerated from that. And I wouldn't sign that piece of paper. I said, I'm, I'm not signing that piece of paper. I was disrespectful to him. I earned those points and I'll march them off. And my company officer said, God damn it, I'll sign that. I said, you can't sign that. <laughs> and so, well, then the JAG officer said, and then the second piece of paper was that I was not to sue any of the officers in that room. And I looked at him and I go, why would I sue them? I just want to get out of chapel. And the, JAG, the, the uh, Captain Jag officer said, Manville, aren't you the one who, uh, who went to the ACLU? Now, some of the other midshipmen had gone to the ACLU to appeal this. But I said, no, that, that liberal organization, no, I'm not. I didn't go to the ACLU. I just took advantage of the ability to put in a chit. I did that. Okay. And that's it. So I'm not signing that piece of paper. Why would I sign it? You know, and so, well, he got up and stormed out and he said, you know, I don't know what he basically, he would, I mystified him. He thought I was some ACLU plan. So I looked at my company officer and he, and he told me to sign that. I said, I'm not signing that. He goes, well, I'm signing it for you. So he signs it. He said, you're not going to, you're not going to sue him. I go, I'm not going to sue him. I'm not trying to embarrass the Academy. I just want to get out of chapel. And so that was kind of it. Now, what that then did to me, uh, I had interviewed uh, that year as a potential battalion force striper for the 6th Battalion. Well, immediately I became, down in the pecking order, I became a mustering petty officer for the rest of my time at the Naval Academy. By then, I didn't really care about that. I, I didn't care about my my uh, my evaluation by my peers, and I was used as cannon fodder. But it went through, and we had the best discussions about morals and ethics, about the Vietnam War, about all sorts of stuff, racism, with uh, Major Albans, who was, a I thought, a very courageous officer to step forward and basically take the Naval Academy off the hook by providing that thing and defying the, the uh, Catholic chaplain who tried to get us all thrown out. Because I was told, uh, Colucci said, you know, they've thrown all the other guys ahead of you out. They decided, well, they reversed that. Because I was the one who brought up the, the, uh, the uh, constitutional uh, provision that no religious tests will ever be required to hold office. So the four midshipmen who, who went into that room before you were, well, were dismissed from the academy, but they were later brought back? No, no. They had decided to dismiss them. 
they had decided to dismiss him, but I think there had been, uh, I had since kind of looked into this, that uh, when the, when the three midshipmen who sued the academy with the help of the ACLU, along with the other cadets and the Air Force cadets, the services were particularly told that there would be no retribution against them for taking them, taking that case up. I didn't take the case up. I was kind of unaware. I just wanted to take advantage of this ability to get out of chapel. But I had more or less armed myself because of my philosophy professor, Professor Johnson, who said, ah, you know, if they bring this up, just take out the copy of the Constitution and read them Article 6, Clause 4. And I went, oh, okay, yes, sir. Thank you very much. So that saved me. What you'll find that you won't find that there was ever a moral fitness board. That has all been expunged, okay? Didn't exist. I was there. Tal, thank you very much for sharing your firsthand story of history. You're quite welcome. You have a great day, okay? All right, see ya. Rebel Hall is in no way intended to reflect the official positions of the Department of the Navy or the Naval Academy.